picture to the hip hip hop. You don't stop the rock and the bang bang music of Trevor Rudy, the bang bang Rudy of Pete. Now what you hear is not a test of rapping to the beat. Meet the groove and my friends are gonna try and move their feet. Now I am one of and I like to say hello to the black, white, red and brown, purple and yellow. First you gotta bend, bang, What's up, what's up, what's up, world? This is what world. This is your host, Will K, the King, and this is the Down with the King podcast, mm. episode number 11. What? Sitting here with the homie C. Wade. Crowby King. And Miss L.A. herself, Ashley K. Ashley K.A.Y. And again, this is the Down with the King podcast. First and foremost, want to say rest in peace to Mac Miller. One, one time for for Put a beautiful person, beautiful person, beautiful instrumentalist, beautiful artist. Just a beautiful. Just let me just rock this a little bit more. Let it breathe. We don't let it breathe. For what was looking for me, but I don't need to lie no more. Nowadays, all I do is shine, take a breath, and ease my mind. She don't cry no more. She tell me that I get her high, cause I ain't just supposed to fly. I ain't asking why no more. Oh no, I take it if it's mine, I don't stay inside the lines. It ain't 2009 no more. Yeah, I know what's behind that door. Yeah. Hey. All right, hey. so you know, rest in peace, Mac Miller. So, you know, try to start the podcast on a high note, but we gotta, we gotta start with that. So we, we have to address the biggest elephant in the room right now. So, as many of you guys know, um, on Friday afternoon, news broke that Mac Miller um, passed from an apparent overdose at the age of twenty-six years old. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that knows me. You know that I've been a fan of Mac Miller for the better part of a decade. Um, I discovered him when he was in a part of the freshman class. I was like, "Who is this white kid? You know, you know, who is he?" Heard his like cipher. I was like, "Alright, he's pretty dope, pretty dope." So I got you know I checked him out. First album I heard was Kids, his Project Kids, and I was like, "All right, all right." And then from there I heard Best Day Ever, and I was like, "All right, this kid got some. He got something." Um, yeah, I became I became a fan since Best Day Ever, and then what was the one after that? I Love Life. No, no. After that was um, I think Macadella came out. Yeah, Ma- the that. actual album Macadella came a- out. No, a- the actual album came out was Blue Slide Park came out. Mm-hmm. The Macadella came out. Mm-hmm. I Love Life came out, mm-hmm. and then Watching Movies with the Sound Off came out. I honestly got hooked on him when was he did that song with Ariana Grande. I'll admit that. But I was I had to check him out after that. And uh, I mean uh, Mac. One thing I loved about Mac, um, outside of just his music, was just was his evolution as an artist. Because 
most people don't know, like you know, like I said, he he got he got popular off his mixtapes. Um, he was signed to the same label that that Wiz Khalifa was on. He was right, coming so. out of Pittsburgh, so he was only the second major artist who could come out of Pittsburgh. So he had that you know that going for him. But he had a lot to live up to because Wiz had just you know Wiz had made a big splash. He was he had just signed his deal with Atlantic. Mm-hmm. So now you know people were looking at Pittsburgh, and Mac was the next guy up. And you know, especially for a white rapper, there's always a challenge of okay, you know. Can you spit? Can you spit? Can you are, are, do you have the talent? People. Are you, you know, are you really part of the culture, or are you trying to benefit off the culture? So there's right. always a challenge there. And so, you know, I, you know, I was watching him. His first album, Job of Slap Park, and I admit I wasn't a fan of it. Um, but one thing I would say about Mac is that Mac, he got big off of the kind of the the frat rap stuff. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, similar when Asher Ruff came out, that was kind of his thing at that point. Even though Asher could really spit. The thing that got him popping was, you know, I love the college. I love college. Yeah. And then him being like a stoner rapper. Right. right. But the thing is, it never progressed past that. He never, <laughs> as an artist, Asher kind of stayed in that same lane. He never really evolved. The one thing about Mac was that Mac evolved as an artist. People don't realize Mac played all those fucking instruments himself. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, play guitar, play piano, play all these different, you know, all that shit himself. Like, who else you know besides. Who else you know can do that in this day and age? Because well, no, yeah. at twenty six years, twenty six yeah, no, years like, old, I mean, you don't have a whole lot of people that's uh-huh. that's doing it that was doing it like him at all. And the only person you can either kind of put him in that category is Prince, right? And it's like the thing about it was that you know, because like I said, it's a lot of cast the producers. But like I mean, and J Cole might do a little bit of it. I don't think it's at that level. Nah, like, not nah. nah. He doesn't play like, like actual instruments. Right, nah. that's what I'm saying. Like Matt grew up playing his instruments, and he was a fan of the culture. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Mac was that, you know, he evolved. So after Blue Slide Park, and I remember it was an interview that Danny Brown did with him, and Danny Brown in the interview told him like, I don't like your music. Um, and Mac took that in stride. Was like, you know, you know, I understand. You know, everybody has their opinion. But Mac took those those things and took those responses, and he went to the you know he went back and he evolved as an artist. He he started to work to define his own sound and find out where he wanted to be as an artist. And so if you listen to him starting with watching movies with the sound off, he, it was totally different than Blue Slide Park. Mm. And then from there, he went from there took a took a hot little hiatus. Did you know did the reality show on MTV for a couple years. Which was, which was a major hit for him. Right, because it, it started to let people get to know him more. And that led into watching movies with the sound of. Right, and so that kind of era, whatever, and then from there, you um, he he took a little hiatus for a minute, then it went into Good AM, and then from there, he went on another little hiatus, came back with Divine Feminine. At that point, he was dating Ariana, because um, up to that point, he had been with the same girl for years. Mm-hmm. And then him, I guess her and her broke up. He went, we got Ariana, did Divine Feminine, and then you know took another break of a couple years, and he just dropped Swimming a couple months ago, a month ago. So it was just like seeing his evolution on every album. Like his last four albums have been amazing, musically, creatively, just everything. But beyond music. And that's the one thing I noticed, like when you saw when everybody started to the news broke, and all these artists and people that have interacted or met Mac, all they they started posting these thoughts and like, you know, everybody was so hurt. 
I it's very rare that you see that kind of outpouring of love. Like you may see it for like legends like Aretha Franklin or yeah. a Prince or Michael Jackson, but for a 26 year old kid to have touched that many people, that's right. that's rare. That's not a common thing. That's very rare. And it rare. wasn't just musical artists either. It was like celebrities, like actors. And like it's what I'm saying. Any the people that interact, athletes, everybody that either had interacted with Mac or listened to Mac's music. I mean, that was the one thing. Like Mac is 10 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. There, you know, I, I honestly can say there's probably a few artists at his in his age range that I can say I connected with mm-hmm. on that level to the point where when I got the news, it hurt me. I shed tears, and I can't honestly say I can't remember the last time I shed tears over an artist passing. Yeah, and so for me, it was just like like 26 years old, and it's crazy that he was only 26 years 26. old and he had done so much. Four great albums, five albums, four great albums, and a bunch of other things he had done, and he was only twenty six freaking years old, dude. Like that was he was so fucking young, and still just scratching the surface a week like, and do as a musician like, as an artist. hadn't even primed yet. That's the scary right. part. Right. Wasn't even in his prime. It was finally truly. I think on this album he fully he finally truly found his his sound. Uh. And it was just like, dude, he was just scratching the surface of what he could do as an artist. And this, and, and the other thing is, even outside of him being an artist, Mac was a dope person. Because yeah. the one thing as a white rapper is that you're going to be held just stands like, what are you doing? Because you're, you're using, you're technically taken from black culture. Even if it's a culture you grew up in, you're still, it's a still, rap is still a black culture. It's At the end of the day. So, mm-hmm. what are you doing to contribute to that? And he would consistently call people out, like... So people that, you know, white friends, white fan, he called his fans out. White people that listen to hip hop, what have you done for the Black Lives Matter movement? Also, reverse racism doesn't exist. <laughs> like, like sure. he, would, he would make it a point. I remember he went off on Donald Trump on um, Larry Realmore's show was still around. Like, he was constantly supporting and championing black um, black subject and black topic, black, black people. Like, he was about that you know that culture he wasn't just about oh i'm just gonna be this person that's do y'all music but no he really truly loved the culture and he never cheated the culture and that's the reason why he was so loved by so many people you had people talking about how he was the first person that took them on tour just because he thought they were dope you had old older artists who was like this kid like the times i met him he was just so amazing i'm like the times he would reach out and like he was just a he was just a he was just a student of the game he loved what he did he was such a great guy like you didn't see anybody say a negative thing about him it was this all is like just a young jewish kid a, from the bird he was just but everybody loved him like he was just a great person and it was an every. It was just the outpouring of love and the people. The number of people that were affected by him dying was crazy because it was like, you know, I figured some people, but it was just to see the amount of outpouring and love for him, that made me feel a little better. But it was crazy because every time I would kind of get my composure good, and then I would get back on social media, and then somebody else who had just found out they would post. Like this long story about how Mac did something for them, or and I'm like, mother, now I'm, I'm in tears again. What the hell? Because I had just got good and SZA post her stuff, and I'm like, damn it, SZA. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, like this shit hurts, bro. Right, it, it really like, hurts. This like, hurts. No, I haven't felt like this in a long time. Like that shit hurt me. Like I remember, like I, 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 I my, um, my freaking echo. I was like sitting here in tears, like. <laughs> Play 2009 by Mac Miller. Like, because it was just like, dude, 
it was just crazy. Like I was so freaking hurt when it happened. I remember telling my sister, like this shit, like you saw my post, like I was mm-hmm. upset, dude. I was so freaking hurt. And so, you know, like I said, again, rest in peace to Mac. Rest in um, peace to a real one. Like a, a musical genius in a lot of ways that people didn't even know. And I hope, I hope a lot of people get to go back and really listen to the things that he contributed to the culture. Um, musically, if, um, if you if you really want to hear his his crazy ear from music, look up Larry Lovestein and the Velvet Revival. <laughs> Pause this podcast right here. Do your research, and then come back. Because he did so many different things. He had these different alter egos. Was Delusional Thomas? That's one of my favorite like, projects. He, just, by him, he was just a musical person. He always had these crazy ideas, and so. He would always come up with new ways to kind of, you know, get his, you know, to play different things. Like he had a crazy ear for music. Like um, look up, and, look up, rhythm roulette. He went by uh, oh, Mary Fisherman. Mary Fisherman. That was yeah. his Instagram. That's his other pseudo name. Like he did, he did so many different things, and like it was just crazy to see how so many people were touched by him. Jeezy, performed his song. Everything well, okay. He said he broke down while he was performing it that night. Like, it was just so many people he touched in that short amount of time. Like he gave Rhapsody her for, first tour. Like he took a bunch of people on their first outings on tour. Just you know, you know, he let people stay in his house. Like a lot of the cats from Our Future and TDE, like those cats, like they like, loved him. Mm-hmm. And then he said he was supposed to go on tour in October. He was supposed to go on tour. Right. Right. Well, my friends were talking about how he, he had his ticket waiting for the show. Like, crazy. He was just talking about that he had just posted. And he just he wanted wait to go, to on go tour. tour. He said he couldn't wait to get on tour. Um, he had a great show planned for everybody. So, and like, I don't know what happened because the night before he was on live working on music. So I have no idea what happened in between that time frame. And uh, maybe we'll eventually probably find out. Find out. But. You know, whatever the case may be, um, I, my biggest thing is always focus on just the positivity of Mac and his and, and the impact he had on so many people, whether it was fans, whether it was fellow artists. And I just want to, you know, you know, we always hope in life that we can have impact on people um, in a positive way. We can leave something, uh, uh, some type of great legacy behind us. And you know, in his short time with us, mm-hmm. Mac definitely did that. And mm-hmm. so. Again, I just want to say rest in peace to Mac Miller. Um, from a true fan of your work as an artist and also just genuine being person. a genuine person. Like, I connected the, to you through your music, but, you know, just I I felt like I got to know you a little bit through it. And for that, you know, I just want to say thank you for everything you contributed to the culture, um, musically, everything you contributed to my life. Um, and I'm gonna always forever be a fan of Matt Miller and you know all the music you put out. Um, I'm just glad I was actually able to make it through this segment without crying again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was worried about that. Um, and so, kind of piggybacking a little bit off of that. So one of the things that you know when somebody passes away, um, what what I see a lot of people and there's always that 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 section of the population that always comes out saying, y'all fake. Y'all talking about rest in peace, Mac Miller. When the last time y'all posted his album? Blah, 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 blah. So here's my thing. There are plenty of people who I'm fans of. I don't post all their albums. Sometimes I will. Mind you, I probably posted every Mac Miller album except for the last one because I just kept forgetting to do it. Because mm. I was listening to the album every day. But I just didn't do it that day. But 
anybody, if you ask me in the conversation, what are you going to do? I'm like, yeah, I'm really bummed with this Mac Miller right now. And I posted his, all his previous albums before. This is probably the only one I didn't get a chance to do. But what I don't, what I hate when people choose is try to say, well, because you aren't showing mission in this person on a daily basis, on a consistent basis, then how can you come on and say rest in peace? What the one have to do with the other? Exactly. If I'm a fan of you as an artist or as a person, that doesn't mean I have to talk about you every day to say, then if I don't talk about you every day, then disqualify me from saying, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm sad to hear this person passed away. Mm-hmm. That's just like saying, because I don't talk to a family member every day, that if they die, I can't be hurt by it. Like, that's not fake. That's life. Hey, that's that's real sh- life. People have shit going on. You can't you can't focus on one thing every day. It's hard enough to talk on, focus on one thing every fucking hour, let alone every day. Every every second, really. Like so, for somebody to say that, it was like really, that's stupid. Another annoying thing too was the people that were like, "Oh well, where were his real friends at?" Because if his real friends were in his life, he would still be alive. But those are people that don't understand depression. Those, those understand yeah, and, and explain those that to people delusional. who don't understand because people don't understand addiction. Because the thing is, no matter how many good friends you have, no front, nobody can make you not be an, an addict. For example, and I'm gonna use a reference that we'll understand. We're wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. We know a guy named Scott Hall. Scott Hall had great friends. He had a company that paid for him to go to rehab multiple times. Yeah, mm-hmm. and guess what? It still took him 20 years before he finally got clean. Mm-hmm. No no, no number of fans, no amount of friends is going to stop you. If you don't if you don't want to get better, if you don't truly have the desire to get better, or um, even if you do, you know, we can people can support you, but at but the end it, of the day, you have to want to want do to. it. It all starts from within. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't, I can't get, because I can give, for example, I can give you advice that, hey, you need to leave that guy. That guy is horrible. Or you need to leave that girl. She, she's toxic as hell. Mm-hmm. She's fucking your life up. She's dragging you down with her. But to you, when you're in the sauce, all you hear is, man, you fucking hating. No, she yep. love me. Or I, love, I oh, love her. Or she love me. I know from experience. I love him. <laughs> all that shit, you don't want to hear none of that. All you hearing is, oh, you hating. You just mad because you ain't got nobody. Mm-hmm. Or it's always that defensive shit. Nobody wants to hear that or they're not going to hear you until they get to a point where it resonates with them. Until they figure it out on their own, nothing you say or do is going to change that. So for someone to say, well, because you, you know his, he, he had real friends, he had plenty of friends. But no, 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 yeah, number he had of, the whole music community. No number right. of friends is going to stop you from being addicted from addiction you have to want to do that yourself so nobody can change that you have to do that yourself and from all intents and purpose from what I heard he had so again I don't know what happened I'm not going to sit here and speculate because I don't know mm-hmm. no, but, like nobody knows we will not know until news breaks up the autopsy right. and, and what people don't understand too is that addiction is a, is a disease it's not something that just goes away easily right. like a common it's cold ongoing, where, there are people that have been that have they were addicted for twenty plus years, and they have been sober for twenty plus years, mm-hmm. and it's still something that they wrestle with. It's an ongoing thing. Anybody that's ever been addicted to anything will tell you it is an everyday yep. struggle. Because and really, they say part of it is you have to constantly admit that you are addicted to such and such. Because mm-hmm. if you deny it, then you easily can fall. And the back thing is, it, it. it could be one of the things where you can't even. 
like if you have an addiction to alcohol, you can be 20 years removed from ever and you still, if you take a sip, it's over. You yep. smell it. Sometimes if you smell alcohol, it's over. It, 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 that temptation comes back. Mm-hmm. People don't understand what addiction is, which is the reason why they say dumb shit like that. Right. Because there's no, no number of friends is going to stop you from being addicted. I don't care. You have the best friends. You can have fans give friends giving you all the advice in the world. You will fight them if you are not ready to give up whatever that addiction is. And That's I it. think, too, people don't understand that some addictions are tied to other issues such as depression and anxiety and other. There's some type of dependency on whatever it is. A lot of times it's an escape from whatever you're dealing with. Some people don't like to face issues. Mm-hmm. And so the 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 drowning in whatever issue, whatever other thing, whether it's alcohol, whatever, it's a way to escape whatever they're dealing with. Or, you know, sometimes some people they go through the day just numb to things. Yeah. This is how some people are. We live in an era now where kids numb themselves all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate, too, because people want to sit up here and say, like, oh, well, we got to do better and allow people to be open and transparent about their issues. But the minute they do that, people are constantly judging them, like, oh, you got that issue? Oh, you crazy. So, you this, you or, that. you say that, it's like, so what are you doing to help? Exactly. You, they don't you, are, know. you are being part of the problem. You're not actually helping me out here. No, at all. And they don't know how. But it's just like, that's why it's a stigma on, like, in, in the black community, it's just such a stigma on mental health in general. Because mm-hmm. we don't look to anybody and say, hey, let's let's help this person. Let's put this person in. It's always, no, you need to stop. It's no. Yeah. Let's get you some help. And unfortunately, exactly. we've been, we train each other to, oh, you got to be strong. You can't be weak because the shot, you show that's one like sign of weakness, it, it's, it's over. Yeah, let me that's tell like you something. Somebody, the, strongest, um, the strongest people we know are the ones that have are, probably the most demons you never know. Man. Mm-hmm. They're dealing with more stuff than you can even mouth. They, they got the whole world on their shoulders. You want to right, know. Right, because the strongest people are the ones that feel like they got to take on everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know because I'm that person. Um, this is like, because um, <laughs> yeah. Royce had on his album song, it was he's talking about checking your strong friend. Because mm-hmm. people always want to check on the person they think is vulnerable to stuff. Yep. And their strong person, their their quote unquote strong friend, they never check on them. Mm-hmm. And then that's the person that's dealing with more than you know, but they're so conditioned to be that strong person that they never open up and express it to anybody, and they they bottle all that shit up. And then they, when they bottle it up so long, it ends up coming out in the wrong fucking exactly. way. Like somebody will get the worst lashing, just or it's gonna it manifest itself in another in another another form. another way that's not gonna be beneficial or to that person, or it's gonna be detrimental to their health, their well being, or something. Mm-hmm. But people don't seem to understand that. So people are just narrow. Right. We just we just got to do better. It doesn't matter if that person's vulnerable, if they're strong. Like I mean, people need to know that they matter sometimes. Right. right. They, just need like, that re- they just need that reassurance so, that yes, you are worth you something know, in this world. Reach out to your people. I don't care if you ain't this person in months. Just to say, you know, check on them. I always say I talked about um, my friend years ago, um, Angelica, that passed away, and I remember I hadn't talked to Angelica in like almost a year and something had told me I need to check I need to check on her see how her and her son are doing and I kept telling her I'm going to do it I'm going to do it and I didn't do it a few days later I just happened to be scrolling through Instagram and um, her cousin had posted a picture of her and said rest in peace Jelly and I'm like wait what the fuck you talking about 
And it was like, she's like, yeah. And so I, I, I messaged her on Facebook. I'm like, look, I'm a friend of Angelica's and I saw you post something on Instagram. What happened? And she was like, you know, she was in a car accident. She died instantly, blah, 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 whatever. My thing is, and even in that case, that was something that was unexpected, but you just don't know. Mm-hmm. So my point was just, you know, check on your people. Remind your people just to, if you just call somebody and say, you know, I love you. I don't care if y'all beefed out. Look, I just want to say, look, I know we got our differences, whatever the case may be, but I just want to say I love you. Whatever beef we're going through right now, that can it is what it is, but... I just want to remind you. I just want to let you know that I love you and I care about you. Because that's just and because my thing is this: people, what people don't realize is most times, if you are holding a grudge against somebody, it's because you care about them. Because if you didn't care about them, you probably wouldn't care. It would be it would be over after a while. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and hold a grudge against somebody I don't give a damn about. Because why am I wasting much energy on hey, that? That energy could be put somewhere else. Right. That energy could be focused on something way more positive. More productive. Is, right. Why am I worried about somebody I don't I care mean, about? I kind of beg to differ. Well, that's because you were anal. We already had this issue with you. Yeah. <laughs> I told you before. I'm different. Right. Because you hold grudges for no reason. Then you. No, you I have. Re- well, okay. You, I'm sorry. No, we're not talking hold- about the Bella twins. No, 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 no. Life, no, no. If we're speaking I, in real life, there are a few people who I hold grudges with against, and they are for legit reasons. But why are you holding a grudge? It, it, they're, they are legit are reasons. Are they still in your what? life? No, I don't. Then why are you holding yeah. a grudge against someone that is because not I, if in I your know life? okay, so if someone asked me the question like, well, are you able to forgive this person for what they did to you? I'm not gonna sit up here and lie and say, oh yeah, I'm no, going to for, forgive. No, them. holding a grudge means that you're not forgetting it either. Forgiving is one thing. First of all, you have to forgive. You have to forgive at some point. I because at some that. point you have yes. to let go of that pain. I understand. You have to let go. Ashley, I've told you this before. You hold on to shit. But I'll tell you the reason why. Oh, here she goes. Here she goes. So, <laughs> I mean, the real reason is because there have been people who, I mean, it, it, it's it's very, people can sit up here and say that, oh, I forgive. Forgiving is easy because you're doing it for yourself. But let's be I didn't say it was easy. It, it, it's not. It's not easy. It but if that, I know somebody easy. who I once was close with or somebody who I know was supposed to love and look after me and protect me, if I know that I say that I forgive them and I know for for a clear conscience in their mind they don't give a damn. That don't matter. It's not for them. Right. It's, it's Forgiving for them is not... So, so this is the thing. The for, forgiveness is not mm-hmm. for them. Forgiveness is for you to move on with your life. Because my thing is this. If I continue to hold a grudge against this person, who, first of all, I know don't give a fuck. But shouldn't, it, no, shouldn't that no, bother you? No, no it no, doesn't. To because an if, extent. You know, no, it doesn't. You know why? Because if they don't give a fuck, why do I give a fuck? Right, because clearly they're not thinking <laughs> about all, you. Why am I wasting energy on somebody who don't give a fuck? So then if, they, if you don't give a fuck, just like they don't give a fuck, then what's the point of you saying that I forgive them? If you don't give a fuck, then well, it no, just because don't. but no, forgiving them is saying you don't give a fuck. If once I forgive you, in the strange that way, that truly yes, means <laughs> I don't give a fuck anymore. What happened happened. What, that situation is what it is. Let me move forward with my life. Because at the end of the day, the world is going to keep on turning. That's the reason why people have a certain... That's why certain people can still push your buttons after you haven't talked to them for years. Mm-mm. Because you... Yeah. Yes, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And some... That's exactly uh, I can't agree. Because in some cases, some people will say that, oh, well, I could push buttons such and such. No, because if... You know 
So, what is your definition of pushing buttons, though? Okay, so if you allow somebody to just constantly pick on you, pick that's on not, you, and you ignore push, them. So, pushing, push, push, pushing, pushing buttons. Pushing, you know what pushing buttons is? It's not just, I'm going to pick at you. Pushing buttons is being able to get any reaction out of you at all, other than, hey, how are you doing? Whether good or bad. Like, if I can get a reaction out of you, an emotional reaction, you purposely ignoring me is an emotional reaction because you were purposely trying to ignore the fact that I am trying to mess with you or get in a reaction. That The effort that you were making to do that shows that you are not over whatever that situation is. Yeah. Any, yes, it is. If you make, if I make any effort, if I have to make effort to ignore you, ignoring somebody takes effort. Yeah, it does. That actually takes effort. Because I am making a conscious decision to ignore you. If I can talk to you and not have an emotional reaction one way or the other, at that point, I know I'm, I'm, I've totally forgiven you. And forgiving you to the point where I can say, you know what? I can say, hi, and then leave it at that. Or if you say hi to me, hi, how are you? Glad you're doing okay. All right, and that's it, leave it at that. It don't have to be an involved conversation. Just it be, don't have to be a long, drawn-out conversation. Just be cordial but if I can literally be cordial. Oh, no, we can be cordial, no, but at the but same time. Cordial, no, if I can be cordial with you, truly be cordial and not have any reaction to in the back of my mind, no, yeah, I don't care about nothing that's happened before. Because there are exes I have. At one point, if I said six years ago, I probably still held, I probably still held on to that shit. Mm-hmm. Now? Damn. Okay, that's not, but again, yeah, you and I are two totally different people. You're point, at a different place. What, you're, and you're not, but you can get there. I'm, you, I know I can get there, but I'm going to admit, I'm not there right I'm now. I'm aware of that. I'm glad you finally admitted I'm not there right because now. Because I told you before you weren't there with the situation, <laughs> you didn't listen. When you was trying to get a shirt back from somebody, and I'm like, Ashley, the fact that you were actually, a shirt and cologne. You were oh actively trying to get back a shirt and cologne you bought this person shows us that you, you were not over that not person. Over. It's not even if you the fact, over, it's the principle about the fact that no he was person, about to wear that around some bitch that matter. he left me for. It don't a bitch matter. that wasn't even worthy. It don't matter. It over, don't are matter. Are the fact that that bothers you proves that you are not over it. Is it? Am I supposed to let it go after a month, though? Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, okay, men and women think differently. No, I we don't. See that. As other women this. Next time the same no, thing. But you're, the women that you talk to are different than the women that no. I talk to. No, no, no. no. So, why? No, why? No. And don't say it's because I have shallow friends. I, I'm, no, si- I'm sick and tired of hearing that. I really am. I don't know your friends here, shallow. Okay, well. You have some cute friends, though. I'm not going to give you that. You get to your point. You know you know how it's always that, like, fugly one in the group? That's Ashley. Uh, shut up! Oh, don't hate. If you really want rate her friends, uh, they don't want you anyways. Oh, I said it did. Continue. What's your <laughs> point? If I was pursuing her friends, like continue with the point. Ah, uh, damn. <laughs> Those old totem pole person. Hater. Below totem pole person. <laughs> I know somebody who likes it. Boom. Uh. <laughs> now. To your point. There's always somebody that likes trash at. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, everybody's got not I, everybody hey, for somebody. Hey, <laughs> not I. Hey, by the brush, way, people listening, I, I love trash, man. <laughs> I only 
allow them to talk about me like this because they're my brothers in hindsight. So before y'all get to jumping on like, ew, she doesn't talk about me. Ain't nobody. Even though they're still whack. I don't give a fuck what anybody got to say about anything that's going on my fucking podcast. I'm yeah, the, but just that's why I have my podcast because I can do the fuck I want on I'm, my podcast. The coolest wet person you know. Never but that. with that being said, Ashley, in her light skin tendencies, oh my god, doesn't let go of shit. I feel like Don't say if Drake can let, and Meek can make up, okay, you should well, be able to let you go. Yeah. Of your shit. That day, that was like a year and over. Yeah. That just happened today. <laughs> yeah, but she was talking about how long ago it was. Oh. Ashley, it's been about five months. Okay, five months compared to what? Them, no, their beef was no, like no, a no, year. No, 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 change. No, 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 no. Five months, you should be over it. You should be done. No, you can't. You can't yes, tell somebody yes, when can. to heal. Yes, no, now this so, is the part that I would disagree with. Everybody heals on their own. You're right. Time. Everybody. You're right. You're right. But you know what? My only and I'm 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 mostly being facetious. My yeah, only course, thing with Patty you. Jackson. My only thing was you. Is that you kept telling that she was over it? And that she was clearly were. not over it. And that was all I was trying to get you to admit. You clearly you not over it. You clearly wasn't over it. Because if you had been over it, that conversation wouldn't have happened. My friend, how many people was it here? Like four other people? Right. And I'm four, like, four Ashley, other people said you're not over you're not it. Over it. If you're worried about a shirt, and come on, you're not, you're not over, over it. Because I spent. My if you even worried about matter. what that nigga is wearing with another hoe. You know how much shit dudes be spend on women? Daily. How much bullshit? But I'm pretty sure some of them ask for it back. No, no. Only, only petty dumb niggas do. But aren't you we can't, petty? And you ever learned not to be an Indian giver? You start that shit in elementary school, bro. Yeah, <laughs> but people still if Indian I spent, give. I could see if it was like an expensive-ass ring. But if I bought you boots or a fucking outfit, but what if they were expensive? I don't give a fuck. That's yours now. I (laughs) because my thing is this, and I'm a firm believer in this. I made the decision to buy you that. Yeah. I didn't buy Uh you that with the contention that you were going to wear for me. Uh I bought you that because I wanted you to have it. Uh So you can't then say, "Well, no, I want it back." You didn't say, "Oh, I'm Uh buying you this, but you can only wear it around." This 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 ain't Renaissance. That's this not the this, way ain't, it this works. ain't no retail job. You like you can't just use this one only, time and then bring it now, back. Now, that's different. That's different. It's, if I buy a girl, like we rock, I can only see that maybe if I bought a girl lingerie, like this is for me. But once I once we break up, I it's, can't really say I'm not saying that. Right. And plus of all, I don't want that no lingerie. You know, it's, it's, it's yours that's, at this point. It, it is yours. My point is like. Yeah. It don't like it doesn't like it's the, like why would I want a shirt and nigga probably sweating in? What the fuck would that right. for? If it ain't my sweat, hey, I don't want it. Buy a cologne. What the fuck? The fuck? Because it's nice cologne that y'all one of y'all could have worn. I don't want no secondhand. I got enough cologne. cologne. <laughs> I have enough cologne no and oil to last me five more years. No fucking secondhand. I'm good, boo boo. <laughs> fucking secondhand <laughs> ass cologne. you. Trying to give me those, like, look, I, look, I've mastered the ability to sec, to fucking recycle gifts. Come on, I've now. done we, this shit yes, plenty of times. Come on, but it's not gonna be tag. some shit that was used. It's gonna be some shit somebody gave me that I don't have a use for, so I'm gonna give it to somebody else. It's called liquidation. I would say this: <laughs> there will come a point in my life where it will be a lot easier for me to forgive. So, but what I will say with this is then, Ashley. You don't ever need. You don't need to date until you learn to forgive people. I'm not dating right now. I'm speaking in general. I'm not and I'm not going to date I'm for a long time. I probably won't date right ever now. again. Yeah, they all say You that. are not allowed to date until you learn how to forgive. 
Because until you learn how to forgive, actually, you are not stable. Uh, I'm clearly, we not. know I'm not stable. Well, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm pointing this out for the rest of the world. <laughs> so if you're ever okay. interested in dating world. Ashley, I am warning. No, you, we're not nuts. going to dates because I'm not going through that again. Nuts. We're not going through fucking that again. Nuts. No. Fucking nuts. <laughs> but hashtag insane. One of these Rich days. Is crazy. The thing is, one of these days, I will get to a point where it will be a lot easier. You know what I hate when people say I want it one of these days? I mean, because why am I going to tell the truth and shame the devil? I'm not going to sit up here and lie to y'all and say, oh, yes, I forgive you and blah, 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 when I know deep down in my heart I'm not I'm not there. Then you're not ready yet. Ashley. I'm not there. You're not ready. Ashley. Forgive and let give. Yeah, eventually. Forgive. But Just the awesome it. part is, is that I have other things that I can focus my energy on. Just and I don't have go. to worry so about. So she's one of those people that runs away from her issues? No. Instead of fixing no. it? Just let go. She distracts her. Make like Elsa. Let no. it go. No. No. Yes. no, no. Let yes. it go. Frozen's overrated. Let it go. <laughs> Frozen's overrated. I want to build a snowman. I mean. But no. Okay. So speaking of. um, So petty shit. Well, actually, no. Do you want so, to let us know, man? Did no. anybody see Nas's eight-page post? No. No, because who wants to read an eight-page post by Nas? Even I though I love thing. Nas. I, I do. Yeah. Nas is one of my favorite rappers. I mean, I, I love Nas, but I, I didn't have the energy to read eight pages. But I read the whole thing. Carry on. Go ahead. You go ahead. So, if anybody has been, you know, in the know or in the news or knows... Um, if you know, you know. What's been going on is... Khalees has been on a press run to basically say that Nas, she said Nas beat her, Nas did this, Nas did that, blah, 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 blah. So, basically trying to make her out to be the, him to be out to, like, this, this, and, you know, and, you know, with the Me Too movement going on, you know, it makes him, like, out to be this really bad person. Now, anybody that's been a fan of Nas as long as we have, mm-hmm. Nas don't talk about shit like this. No. Mm-hmm. So for Nas to do this, it's on man, he was fed up. Mm-hmm. He wrote seven, nine million word posts on Instagram, with, and the photos are black. So if you go to Nas's Instagram page, because who needs photos? All you see is, a black, <laughs> is just a black image. And under it is the Still captions Illmatic. that he wrote, mm-hmm. and part it's their label, part one, two, three, four, and five, and six, and seven. Mm-hmm. And he basically goes into detail about the the issues he's had with Khalees and the issues and challenges he's faced with trying to get his son see his son when he won custody and all these other things and she's still preventing him from getting a son she's tried to tell his son basically that his daddy don't want you and all these kind of like basically trying to poison his son against him then she started coming out with the whole accusations about him supposedly beating her and all these different things that like and so Honestly, I'm with Nas and for the one for the simple fact that Nas don't talk about shit like this. Mm-hmm. So for Nas, for him to come mm-hmm. out and be like, nah, I'm fucking fed up. This this says I'm about to put all this shit on blast. Let's do this. For Nas to do that, that's saying a lot. Which like, is why like, I'm I'm right with Nas. Cause my thing is I don't know Khalees and I'm not gonna disparage her, but like he said, he feels like she's trying to, you know kind of grabbed the Me Too movement to benefit her because she knows this is a time where women are coming out and talking about these things but he feels like she's trying to trying to like basically piggyback on it to get him mm-hmm. and it's like that's not cool that's not cool 
because there are people out here are really, really, really dealing with this shit. Right. It's it's not cool whether you're famous or not. It's for there are people out here really, really going through this shit on a daily basis. This is their life. Because I know people that's on a constant struggle with just seeing their kids and, right. and trying to get custody. Right. And so for you to use this as a way to kind of bat, to, to kind of discredit your ex. Which is crazy, you know, it's, you know, it's sort of people reach. do shit like that, but I just wanted to kind of point out that I'm Team Nas. Team Nas uh, here. So. Team Stillmatic. So. Stillmatic. I've been on vacation for the last 10 days. I'm so mad I gotta go back to work tomorrow. I'm not looking forward to this bullshit. I just came back from L.A. to BTW. No one cares because you ain't I, famous, bitch. I, hey, what I say about that B word? All right. Biatch. No, you said trick. <laughs> Trick. I'm not dealing with that B word. Trick, trick. Wait, what? No, no. I said trick. Remember? Okay. Trick, trick. No. <sighs> trick or treat. Okay. <laughs> I just have two days off tomorrow. Is That's it, a vacation to me. Is, <laughs> is is whore acceptable? Is whore? No. Trick. Why? But you, but you, from what I've heard. Trick. No. Whore for your exes. No. <laughs> no. Damn. Excuse me. We've had this conversation. We've, no, but yeah, this is a, a a conversation that stays between us. Thank you. Too late. <laughs> That's gonna post. be edited out, right? Oh. Okay, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I don't yeah. do the editing. I'm not doing so. any more editing out of things. Anymore. Oh no, 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 no. I don't edit the show at all. Last one because I said names I wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not. No, no, people's names. That's different. I did that for you the first time. I'm not doing this shit no more. Okay. Well. But. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Ashley. That's why she's single. I don't care. Okay. I'm I'm single and Ashley I'm proud of it. Ashley's not allowed. Because Ashley is not emotionally stable. I am emotionally stable. Girl, interrupted. She's emotionally she's emotionally unstable. 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 The thing Unstable. is, is that's not my focus. Unstable. My career Unstable. is my focus Unstable. right now. Unstable. Despite what these two Unstable. coons are talking whoa, about whoa, right whoa, now, we're trying whoa, to whoa, stop. Be- Becky, <laughs> Becky, Rebecca. Becky. Oh my God. No, 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 Rebecca. no, no. Becky. Hey God. Calm down. Hey God. Hey God. Trigger. You call me a whore, so I can get to call you a Becky. Triggered. Calm down. Right. Triggered. I am triggered. Right now. I can't even. You are. You are so fucking. Oh. You are so problematic. Uh, cannot really? even. You are so, so problematic. We're, we're oh just my gonna, God. We're you're just going to come prob- down on me. Is it, is you're it, being problematic. Right? Is it because I'm half problem. black? Is, it, is that no, right? No, you're half white. No, I'm, I'm half black. Don't try to put the logic on us now. Speaking of logic, boom, boom. We just went into the next topic. That's not my topic. That was something we talked about off air. We already talked about that. Oh, so we can't bring it on there? We already talked about that shit before. We talked about that off mic. Ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we do have a conversation about that. The the the, the, yeah, the going into ball headed Joe Budden. But no, so, we're not gonna go to that yet. We're gonna start. Wait, we gonna we gonna we gonna. That's something we gonna touch on in a minute, though. So what happened last like, two nights ago? Was it two nights ago? Uh, so apparently, so. Cardi tried to run Nikki's fade. Oh yeah. Cardi wants all the smoke. So Cardi, <laughs> all the apparently smoke. was fed up with Nikki taking shots at her, and apparently and Nikki, she mentioned her daughter. She apparently right. mentioned something about her do- her child. Which at that point all bets are off. Scarface rule. Like yeah. you got no, women, no children. <laughs> Cardi was uh, Cardi's pretty much like, look, put your paws up. Let's and apparently rumble. Nikki ran as soon as Cardi. So apparently, what happened is that 
Put your paws Cardi up. basically tried to walk up on Nikki. Nikki's security got in the way. Cardi apparently threw a shoe. Suckers mm-hmm. need bodyguards. And missed. And one of the bodyguards. I guess that one of her part. No, they accidentally elbowed her. It wasn't like oh. they actually, no. Okay. Right. People tried to make it seem like they actually, no, they didn't. Nah. Yeah. They accidentally elbowed her in the eye, which is where the knot came from. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. So don't fall for the bullshit because so Nikki fans first of all are the most annoying people in the world oh my god the reason Nikki <laughs> fans are, are annoying though. is because Nikki Nikki talk big shit mm-hmm. big and she shit won. big dumb shit she, she talks big shit like she bought that life like she really out here you can't come here talking about you ain't ready to fight but when you tried to check Miley Cyrus the fucking VMAs like you was bought that bullshit run now all of a sudden when somebody really about to come bust your fucking head all of a sudden no we don't fight over here man motherfucker you don't sit the fuck down out of here you know with what? that Cardi didn't say shit and I'm gonna read what Cardi post was so so Cardi <clears throat> I will let a lot of shit slide I let you sneak diss me I let you lie on me mm-hmm. I let you attempt to stop my bags mm-hmm. fuck with the way I eat mm-hmm. you've threatened other artists in the industry told them if they work with me that you'll stop fucking with them I let you talk big shit about me. I addressed you once in person. I addressed you a second time in person. Mm-hmm. And every time you cop the cop the plea. But when you mention my child, you choose to like comments about me as a mother, make comments about my ability to take care of my daughter is when all bets are fucking off. You don't do that. I work too hard to come too far to let anybody yeah. fuck with my success. Bitches talk all that shit in they raps, but in real life they pussy. This shit really is for entertainment. So with that being said, you ain't about that life, Nikki, mm-hmm. and she made she what she said is shit that other people have already said. We even made this point before. Mm-hmm. Nikki has made a career trying to keep other people out of the industry because she don't like competition. She don't. And she did the same shit to Cardi, and Cardi has told her twice. Don't do that face to face. Don't do that. And she she had just talked to her face to face at the Met Gala. Yep. And and, and Nikki tried to. Nikki tried to back it up. Like it wasn't. No, I'm good. We good. We good. She tried to play victim on her interviews, like, oh my God, people try to put me and Cardi against each other. No, you no, put you and Cardi she, against each other. But then she was also blasting uh, Travis Scott because, oh, oh yeah, she, she big mad about that still. Yeah, she big mad about this still. You two weeks late. Oh, because I was busy. Two, two episodes late, I'm sorry. But, by I mean, the, by it's a good way, way to reiterate. By the way, Astro World is Travis's best work yet. It definitely is. This um, talk about progression as an artist, right? <laughs> but no, so back, so Nikki has made a career of trying to shut down people's careers, and she don't like competition because it's not working anymore. She heated. She don't like the competition. Her album wasn't number one. Mm-hmm. It still never reached number one because it's still trash. So she started complaining. Album wasn't yep. that good to begin with. Nope. Mm-hmm. Too many fucking songs. Nikki hasn't evolved as an artist. Mm-hmm. Need I go on? But you know what? Cardi was like, I'm fed up. You spoke with my fucking child. You try uh, and, uh, Nikki fans. Nah, we don't fight this. That bitch a hood rat. Blah 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 blah. Uh, so yeah, what is Nikki then? First of all, Nikki talk all that that cash shit when it, when it's on the record or she in an interview. But when it comes down to some real shit, you want to back the fuck up. You a gangster yeah. on wax, son. You talk about somebody's fucking child. You knew what the fuck was gonna happen. Everybody ain't a punk like you. You you can get by because you was the queen of an empty ass castle because it castle because it wasn't no other competition. Mm-hmm. Now that it is, you can't handle the shit and bitches is checking you face to fucking face. Ain't nobody worried about Nikki. But then with Nikki fans, they what she'll do for Nick, Nikki fans the fans will do. So Nikki start posting a bunch of pictures after this shit happened. And Nikki fan, oh my god, yeah, queen, she's so unbiased. <laughs> she's so unbiased. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> 
No, because uh, she know her fans eat that bullshit up because her fans are fucking gullible. You know what? Fuck Nikki. Well, Fuck Trash Nikki. bag. Yep, you heard it first. So, with that uh, being said... They've heard it before. Look, <laughs> Nikki need to catch, somebody times. need to catch Nikki Faye real quick. Um, like Maybe Remy Ma? Remy can't. She can't go to jail. Right, right. right. That's yeah. the only reason Nikki, only reason she... she That's a, what about that? Kim? No, nah, Kim don't Kim, care. Kim, Kim is a Kim, legend. She ain't about to do that shit. Right, she, okay. she got better things to do. All right, so... All right, so I'm, I, we talked about so I was in Vegas. Um, fuck fun vacation. Um, ain't yeah, really what, too much. You was in uh, uh, what road was that with all the lights? Uh, was that old Vegas? We went to Fremont. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, Fremont, we Fremont. Fremont. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we so the Vegas trip was me, my sister, and her friends. Now, because my friends, my sister and her friends, I knew it was gonna be off doing ratchet shit. Ratchet shit. I knew I was gonna be solo. So I pretty much just did what the fuck I wanted to for the most part. Mm-hmm. We did a few things together. Um, like I said, we went to Fremont Street. We went to Manitou Souls together. Um, we went... Cirque du Soleil, didn't you? I went to that myself. They were they went out that night. Oh, okay. Because I was our last night there. Um, Cirque du so, Soleil is actually pretty crazy to watch. It was, it's crazy because... I to go one of those. It's yeah. crazy because there's so much shit going on mm-hmm. that it's hard to keep track. Did you go Plus, to the one with the Michael Jackson? No. It's, okay. Plus, I had just drunk a slushy from Fat Tuesdays with the extra shot. I seen that. So and that was like my, that was my second one. I didn't I didn't I didn't take a picture of this one. I was another one. Okay. But the tall one I killed that one. I was probably was like they died on my second day there. But the neck the neck this one I was I hadn't eaten since that morning. It was like seven o'clock at this point. Seven, eight o'clock. Mm. So I'm like hungry and I'm drinking on an empty stomach. Oh. So like I when I sat down at Circus Soleil for a second there, I was like shit. Then I sweated it. After a while, I sweated it off. But the crazy thing about Sutter Search is late. So first of all, when it starts, when people are filing in, it starts while you're filing in. Mm-hmm. There's this old guy with crazy hair. kind of looks like um, um, Doc in um, Back to the Future. He is here. Like, oh, yeah. He's dressed like an usher. <laughs> so he comes around. He starts talking to people. Hey, where are you guys from? And stuff. He's talking. So he goes <laughs> to where the ushers are directing people. So he just randomly grabbed, but if you ain't paying attention, you don't notice there's a spotlight following him. So I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? There's a spotlight following him. He part of the show. So he starts grabbing people, like when the people are ushering in, he grabbing, the ushers are directing people, he grab a couple, walks them all the way that way, walks them all the way to the stage, in the front of the stage, all the way this way. All the way back, and he's like, "Fuck, those are chickens in the way, up in the air." He's like, "I don't know where the fuck you guys were sitting." <laughs> so the second time, he grabs another couple. He grabs another couple, and then walks them up, and then puts their chickens up, and the fish up, grabs them, and take them up. Like it's just like he's just fucking with people the whole time. It was like, "This is funny." Wow. Um, and then eventually they get they got they they made him go back, but he was part of the show the whole time. Yeah, Cirque du Soleil truly is a mind freak. At one point, really he is. um. At one point, he uh, it was an intermission or kind of in the middle of the show. He goes up. Oh, he pulls this guy, puts him in this um this box on the stage. So he goes over to the guy, pulls the guy onto the stage, puts him in the box, locks the box, then goes over to the guy's date. Pour uh, he grabs some champagne and like two glasses, goes and sits next to her and pours them both champagne. Then he grabs another guy from another seat, pulls him down there, and has him sit next to the guy's girl. 
Wow. And then and puts the guy's arm around the girl. Like, it was all kind of fucked up crazy. And mind you, what when the guy's trapped in the box, can't get out. He makes him watch all this shit. Why is this all going on? Um, <laughs> also, there's this big guy, this guy dressed in the baby outfit, big baby. He's out there bouncing a the big giant red ball. He, he's hitting it to the audience, so the audience is hitting back to him. So the, next, the one of the last times he hits it, it gets stuck in the front row. So a guy gets up and pushes it to him. He looks at him for a minute. Papa! So from that point on, the entire show, he's calling this guy Papa. Oh, And no. so at one point, he pulls, he pulls Papa out. He's driving the cart. He goes around, picks the guy up, makes the guy come with him, drive, drive around the state. Like, there's all kinds of crazy shit going on. While you had fucking... You know, fucking all these different balancing acts and fucking trapeze artists and all this other crazy shit. A giant snail, all kinds of crazy wow. shit coming on. On, I'm like, this is too much. I'm too drunk. No way. <laughs> I want none of this. Yeah, I think that might. <laughs> but it was a really, point. really good show, though. Um, I but no, like, we're free. I was cool. Um, I remember the last time I've been to Vegas. This was. This is, you know, way before everything else that we know of today has been there for a while. Like, Old Vegas to me is still... <clears throat> old Vegas to me is still kind of cool because you get to walk on, like, literally Old Vegas. Well, yeah, plus it's like, did they have the ceiling thing with the lights and shit? Uh, the zip was the zip line. Yeah, it was a zip line, yeah. So they had the one is at nighttime where mm-hmm. it lights up at the okay, yeah. Because right, I remember, the, I remember where I was staying at. I, I think we were staying at the Bally Motel Hotel at the time. Like, yeah, I mean, I've been to Vegas seven times now at this point, so yeah, it's only been three for me. And last time I've been was like fifteen. Well, so, I just returned from L.A. And oh, L.A. No was cares. a hell of an experience. No, what, what is L.A. like? I want to know what L.A. is like. Um. Well, from my experience, actually, I, I ran into some pretty dope people, and there was a pretty interesting people. It was actually funny. This one guy that tried to hit on me, and I, trash. <laughs> no. So I mean, I, I end up blocking him anyways he because likes, likes the first trash. thing he told me was, "Is that hey, I'm looking for some female friends, and I just got out of prison." Uh, I told you. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was, he was fresh meat. I told you. He was desperate <laughs> to give us some fresh meat. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, he was. Okay, so. Jamie from Friday. He was, so. Don't get mad at but me. But no, he, I mean, he, he, he really I got am blood. a boy, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, he actually could have been attractive if he didn't look like he needed to take a bath. Well, he did, he, get, he, he did just get out of prison yeah but honestly <laughs> he approached um, Ashley he just he fresh out like literally he fresh out the deep water he just jumped the gate God. walked around the corner and was like hey hey you look <laughs> great today you want a drink <laughs> Don't hate. But I had a shootout there. And what? to all the destinations that I went to, I actually took the Metro train. And the Metro train is actually pretty cool. So they they have it based off of colors. So yeah. they have the red train. They have the green train, the blue train. I was by the uh, green train in uh, El Segundo. El Segundo. El Segundo. Yeah. How do you not know? <laughs> what are you? Pause Nigga, this podcast right now. That's Nigga, my wife. El Segundo. You don't go... Man. My Spanish has been kind of rusty. No, nigga. No, so, there's no excuse for this. <laughs> nigga. There's no Again, excuse. Again, this is my very first time going to 
going out to LA, so okay. do not judge you, me. You would know you the name of El Segundo even if you haven't been to LA. I haven't been to LA at all, and I know about El Segundo. <laughs> Anywho, it takes you to basically all the way out to North Hollywood, and then it's also to the Saint uh, Santa Monica area. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> it, and but it was really really cool because you got to see Compton, you got to see Crenshaw. So Bumpton. to me, if I move out there, which I'm going to do eventually, I wouldn't mind taking transport. I just kind of wish Michigan would catch up, but we already nah, we, know we good. That's not <laughs> the case. Well, and no, no. one of my favorite places, Fat Burger. Mm. Their burgers. It, oh, it was well, amazing. Well, Fat Burger here is not as good as Fat Burger there. Yeah. Wait, we have a Fat Burger here? Yeah, it's downtown. Where are you? What's Fat Burger in Southfield? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Where is it at? My wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Oh, my wallet oh, in El Segundo. I got where it. Where got it. Got it. Like I left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. <laughs> I really good though. Yeah, okay. It's a tripod crest song. Like, Ashley is, yeah. You uncultured. So Don't call me uncultured. For one, our par- my parents did not allow us to listen to rap girl. That is no, no excuse. So, I had to play catch up. Some of the things you listen to, I can't Yeah, believe. I know, but I had to play catch up on my own. Nigga, so. you are 20,000 years old. We get you old school, but come on now. Yes. (laughs) But my old school is more so considered like Isley's Earth, Wind, and Fire. Isley's Earth, Wind, and Fire as much as the next person. Yes, I know. That's one of my favorite rap songs of all time. You know what that is. You should know what this is. No fucking excuse. None. No excuses. Anyways, I had the time of my Not life out in LA. And oh, I will be visiting by the end of this year or the beginning of next year. That's what's up. Because again, more business Good to take care of. That's what's up. And I have a play coming up September 21st through the 23rd. It's at the Clubhouse Theater. I'll be at work. Detroit, Michigan. I already know you're not going to come because he never comes to support me. We already had this discussion. Anyways, the show called Ruin, directed by 2016 Tony Award winning director Marilyn McCormick. Tickets are twenty dollars. You can go is, online, brown paper it is tickets. A story about Ashley ruining my life. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Has absolutely nothing to do with it. Sweat. Has everything to You've do with already it. ruined it since the day I met you. Sweat. Anyway. Ashley, your life has never been better since the day I came into your life. Yeah, and it's because it's your fault. Sweat. I know, because I'm awesome, and your life has gotten better. No, not really. Your life was mediocre. You're a headache. Sweat. Your life was mediocre. You're a headache and a half. Your life was mediocre. You're like that that, that herniated disc that just keeps poking at the back of your spine, and it's just... Damn, this popcorn is good. Uh. Ashley. (laughs) Ashley. Just to let viewers know, it gets worse in our viewers, group chat. Viewers, we have listeners, honey. Viewers, <laughs> listeners, it doesn't matter. It's even worse in our group chats. I don't, I don't know. People don't who watch the us. Fuck we have listeners. This white girl thinks she is half white. Damn colonizer. <laughs> she a colon. Jiggly. <laughs> I don't colonize Colin. anything. Thank you. You try to colonize my apartment every time you come over here. No. Do you know this? This trick actually had the nerve. Oh, now he wants try. to say it correctly. Thank I'll, you. I'll, I'll Thank you for not calling me a whore. Do you know this trick had the nerve? This freaking ratchet trick. I'm not ratchet. Had the by nerve the way. to try to invite a nigga over my crib. Hold on. Whoa. She had whoa. just met. No. Even, no. 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 She had just started talking to this Excuse dude, me. right? I actually like, knew him for years. She didn't like him. She didn't like this dude. All right, so now we're going to move on to the next topic, ladies and gentlemen. So then when she started messing with this dude, 
she had they had been messing around for maybe a month. Maybe a month at this point. And she had the nerve to ask me if this Negro who I had never met in my life could come to my house to come chill with me and my friends. I had not, Karen. I don't know this nigga. I had not. That was the whole point of introducing. You introduce somebody in a public place. This was a public place. This, this was a public place. This is an apartment. Well, what made the difference between our brother when he invited you know who over? I had met her before that. But the whole point of him coming but over I had met her before. For you to meet. You, I, you don't, don't, I don't meet people for the first time coming to my house. You sound like them niggas that try to take that, that, that try to take chicks on first date. Talking about yeah, so we gonna chill. No, nigga. I got no. Netflix. I mean, we were watching wrestling for Christ's sake. That ain't sake, the point. So. I don't know this nigga. I don't know this nigga. Yeah, she, De'Aaron didn't go in my house for years before I met when I met him. What the fuck you talking about? But we none of us were dating De'Aaron. That's not the point. Yeah. Actually, no. It, it don't matter what. That has that's, that's different. No Actually, one. Yeah, no, because he had more connections to me than you did. Right. That guy does. Only connection that guy had to that guy is you. I don't even like you. Yeah, we. I don't like you either. Ashley, get the fuck up, my. <laughs> no. This is a never. great tea. So whatever the case may be. What is this? Let me fresh. This got some mint music. Since we talking about beef. What's beef? Beef is the shit that you can't go to sleep. Hold on. What's beef? Beef is when I see you. Guaranteed to be in I see you. Do you know what beef is? Do you know what beef is? Ashley, do you know what beef is? Uh uh. Do you know what beef is? Alright, so what to say? Okay, let's, let's 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 start this off. <clears throat> Alright. So first of all, Eminem dropped a new album out of nowhere. Um mm-hmm. the last Friday. Sort of the Yeah, last Friday. Thirty first. Yeah. I don't know, we're a surprise album. Shout out shout out to Eminem paying mad homage to the Beastie Boys uh license to ill cover. So classic um opinion wise I love the album. M basically just went back and said, I'm just gonna rap. I'm gonna rap, I'm not gonna think about anything. Um, people, a lot of people criticized the last album. I never even listened to it, but a lot of people criticized the last album um, for whatever reason. Mainly because they said, oh, he was being depression. No, depressed. that's not no, the reason people, no. no. People criticized the last album. First of all, people said it was whack. A lot of people said he kind of latched on to the whole anti-Donald Trump shit. But if you, my thing is, well, first of all, my issue with that is, he's also the same person that made the song going at George Bush. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's made it clear where he stands with certain things. So, but people accuse him of just only doing it when he comes away. I said, well, that's the only time you see him. M don't tweet. He don't talk M about don't go nobody. Tour. He stay in M the studio. A, M, M is a, a he's, 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 he stays in the tuck. So you're only going to him from M when he has an album coming out. So the, I don't know why y'all criticizing him for being who he's always been. It's not about when you say something. It's about saying something. That's my thing. But people were like, oh, well, he's latching on to it. All right. Well, my, my thing is this. People... 
Uh, people are hating on M because of this new technical style that he's, you know, doing well, it's, now. It's, like it's not even that, too. It's also people are saying, like, well, M raps about stuff that black people really can't relate to. He talks about wanting to kill his mama. Well, he's been doing blah, this blah, blah, since 95. Exactly. <laughs> he ain't done that shit in 10 years now. Yeah, but I, so, I've read that from a recent Well, no, but no. no so what, no. And this is the thing. So this is hindsight. And this is what people do. People go back and say, oh, I can't believe Eminem get away with that bullshit, blah, 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 blah. But you was the main person banging this shit. Yeah. First of all, second of all, M's, the, M's, nobody said you had to understand exactly what M was going through. Nah. But everybody has had challenges, whether it's been relationships, situations, people in your family, where it's like you don't get along with them. He may have taken it to an extreme, and it was a little eccentric, and he was being facetious in most cases. But the reality is, it was still good music, and it was creative. And it was, was the way just, he dared lyrics. That was just the way he dealt with stuff, and he was also a lyrical genius. Mm-hmm. He still is. Now, the last album was different. Um, that I was him. Too, that was him shaking off, you know, the last three albums. But I wasn't. No, I'm about the album before this one. The revival. Yeah, revival. Well, no, because I liked relapsed. Relapse, recovery was it relapse? No, no, it was. It was. LP2, it I didn't was, like that. So the the, the comeback was. It was relapse. like this. It was relapse, relapse. refill, revival. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no, um, no, it was relapse. There was supposed to be a relapse too. Yeah, yeah, relapse. Instead, he changed it to recover. Yeah, that's what it mm-hmm. was. Because relapse, recover. on relapse, he was still doing that stupid ass voice. Mm-hmm. So on relapse, on recovery, him in the morning. Re, yeah, recovery. He <laughs> came like I'm gonna stop doing the fucking voices. Mm-hmm. He was finally. He was finally fully sober. Mm-hmm. Not Afraid came out. It was a lot of good music on Recovery. I liked Recovery. I was I, I, It was a few songs I liked on Relapse, but Recovery was the one I really, really liked. Yeah, Recovery was Recovery okay. was also the one after that he dedicated songs. To, it was after Proof died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of stuff he was going through, so he that he aired it out there. Then from there was re, um, re, uh, Marshall Mellon LP2. Mm-hmm. And then he came out with Revival. I wasn't a fan too much. There's a couple songs on Marshmallow's LP2, but that's when he had died. I remember he had died his hair back blonde. Yeah, because so he was like, going back to that 98 Eminem. And I wasn't, I was like, eh. I, I see what he was trying to do. I commend him for that, but it just wasn't hitting. Yeah, because I was like, Rap God was on Marshmallow's LP2, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So then Revival. Revival, the criticism was he's kind of latching onto the 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 whole anti-Trump thing and the Black Lives Matter things like that. So it is what it is. It is what so it on is. this album, Kamikaze. it was his, he was addressing the people that criticized his last album. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I like the album. I love the features on the album. The song with him and fucking turn Jonah Lucas. That might be one of the hardest Eminem songs I've heard in a decade. Mm-hmm. And them motherfuckers. I just say going at it because I haven't heard the album. You ever heard? Oh my god. I haven't heard it. I'll play it for you after we end this. I can't. I'm not trying to get sued. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't um, need that over here. So whatever the case may be, but him and Joyner Lucas, boy, bruh, do they rip that fucking song to shreds. The song with him and Royce is dope. Oh, not alike. Um, fall is dope. That's like my favorite. Fall is, yeah, fall is dope. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of good songs from the album. I like the album. I feel like he just said, you know, I'm just going to go, like he even in the caption before you, when he released it, he said, I didn't overthink this one. I just went in. Mm-hmm. I just went in. So I like that. I like the album. So on the album, of course, he he had some comments for a few people. Yep. Um, Charlemagne. Charlemagne was cool. He was like, he just repeated what I told him. I want to say it when I gave him Darkie in the Day or something like that. 
Um, he he he's um he he said something about um he talked about the people because I guess there are also people that are trying to say that M is like not of the culture or he's trying to because you because uh, you know so cultural appropriation is a big buzzword. It, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a big hot topic. It so is. not everybody wants to say that if you're white or you're doing something that's black and you're you're appropriating. I'm like, no, M grew up in this culture. Right. Right. Let's like, let's we forget. Up, <laughs> he grew up in hip hop in Detroit. That's not appropriating. That's what you grew up in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't like my thing about the whole like people keep moving up. They, they move the bar with that. Because mm-hmm. you can if you grew up in that hip hop culture, we supposed to say, oh, well, I, even though I grew up around this shit, I'm gonna go over here and listen to country music. That's the only thing I'm allowed to listen. No. No. Right. Not the way if you if you works. grow up around hip hop, that is that's, all that's, you like know. Like this dude was battle rapping at the show. Like too. that's what he knows. All his it's friends rapped. Like, like everybody in D twelve rapped. So people try to and so I guess people trying to take credit away from him. And he's like, no, I inspired these people. I inspired Hobson, the Coles, the Kendricks, mm-hmm. the Logics, blah blah blah, all these people. Mm-hmm. And that's why Hobson lost his mind. Was oh my god, Eminem knows who the fuck I am. Like. And Hobbs have been in, been doing this for a while. Yeah, but he he didn't know he was. Like, I didn't know him who the fuck I was. Yeah. So when he heard that, he lost his mind. He posted a video like, I mean, right "Oh my god, saw. Eminem knows who the fuck I am. This is like the greatest day ever." Ah, like, but I just love to see that because that was like somebody who looks up to Eminem. Like, oh my god, Eminem knows who I look I am. So, with that being said, you know, I feel like. You know, people try to try to discredit M now. It's like, it, it, and like, look, you may not like all the music he's put out. M has been more rapid, rapidly rapped than he has been. The content hasn't always been there as much as it used to be, but that's because he's in a different space now. Right, he's a different he's, person He's, he's now. a different person. Mm-hmm. So I'm not expecting him to rap about the same bullshit he rapped about before. I mean, because you can only rap about Kim and drugs and murder for and so long. Murder. Right. Right. So with that being said, you got to expand your palette, player. Right. And so, <clears throat> so he also made a reference to MGK. And for young guys, I know that's Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, and boy. on the song, um, or not a like the song with him and Royce, mm. he said, "You go. Um, it's gonna take more than the um shot. You know, you shouldn't. I don't get tech now. When you take money shot with um." Um, take a shot with me with a, a sub machine gun like you took a shove at me on a song with um, basically I guess machine gun did a song with um, Tech 9 Tech 9 I guess on the song he took a sub uh, a shot at M the other thing is apparently about six years ago he tweeted something about Haley mm. basically saying oh my god she look good as hell but boy I want to that fact wow the thing about it and the reason why Eminem let that shit go is because this is six years ago Eminem she's only 22 now yeah she was under age Mm-hmm. M don't M what like so that's the reason why he was just like look <laughs> like, whatever <laughs> right like he's like nah bro like you can't you can't say she, she, she was young when that shit you can't do that nah right so I, I can understand why M was pissed about that so he made a little he made a point to bring it up Scarface rule right mm-hmm. so that being said um MGK responded the, the, the this was cool. And um, I, it I was finally, the best. It was brave. <clears throat> it was, was the brave. best I expected from MGK. I, I finally got around to to hearing it on the way over here, and like I like I said off off mic, you know, it was it was abrasive. It was very abrasive. I mean, and what he I mean honestly, we did. He gave compliments to him, but then said things that he felt like 
people like just go away or blah blah blah. And, and I, look, I get some of the things that he basically just reiterated stuff that other people have been saying. Right, mm-hmm. right. He's pretty much just being a right. But it's probably the best I could expect from MGK. Yeah, not like MGK. Not like 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 I like well, I can't remember his last um whatever which nobody can. Nobody <laughs> right. does. It's like no, what? I can't remember which album it was, but it was an album of his that I like. I can't remember what the fucking name of the album was. Yeah, because yeah, I was I was I was a fan of him when Wild Boy came out. Like that whole album, it was nice. That was that was nice. I don't remember anything after. General Emission. It was twenty. So his album three threes ago. General Emission. That's the one album um his I actually liked. Mm. I love that album. I I listen to. I used to listen to that album all the time. Mm. So that's the one album of his that I actually listen to on on any consistent basis. Um, his last album Bloom. I didn't listen to that, but. Whatever the case may be. Yeah, I know he was out here still working. Yeah, he's still doing shit. He's still on Bad Boy. See, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that. Most niggas don't get Burly. me. I was on Bad Boy. So he been out here still there? Burly. That, that is true. Yeah, that is true. Right, you don't so. get more than two albums on Bad Boy. You must be doing something right. So. And so, whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, I mean. Because he's had three studio albums, and yeah, it's only the third album. Yeah, third album huh. on Bad Boy. He's had 10 mixtapes. Huh. He's had a bunch of mixtapes, and he's been on it too. Okay. But I think a lot of people know that M is basically going to come come back and Well, I don't know if M he's going to respond. Honestly, I don't know if he's going to Right. Respond. We, yeah. I don't really we'll, think he we'll, yeah. doesn't have to. He doesn't need to. So, with that being said, right. and so look. I, I, MGK don't have nothing to lose. If, if M does respond to him, he's due to get any response on him. If he if he doesn't, okay, you got off you all, you got one off on him and didn't respond. Whatever. And doesn't need to respond to him. Sometimes the best response is no response. But with that being said, so then we fast forward to um if you haven't so if you hadn't heard, um Joe Button uh. was really critical of M's last album, particularly one of the songs on the album that one of the singles that was released and he was one of the people that was champion you know, like going off about how he felt like M was trying to kinda of, uh Basically, coattail on the on the whole Black Lives Matter movement, blah blah blah, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so Joe, you know, basically oh, said was trash, and he kind of went off it. So he's um been very clear in his assessment. And there's been multiple conversations. People have always asked him, like, do you think you were being disloyal to M? He said no. You know, people assume me and M are closer than we are. Blah 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 blah. You know, him and him and Royce apparently had the same argument, and they just kind of agreed to disagree because Royce felt like he was being just um you know disloyal, and Joe was like, nah. Even though technically he still signed a shady under right. the Slaughterhouse deal, right? Um, but he's also the reason why Slaughterhouse is not making any more music either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is true. Joe, yeah, Joe is the biggest reason. reason. Yeah, he's the reason. No, why. that's why I laughed. I'm like, yeah, well, that's, that's why, because uh, he doesn't want to, because he feels like, okay, we're gonna get to that. So, mm-hmm. with that being said, everybody's like, oh shoot, M, M went in Joe, and he was just a little slick line he said about him. It. it wasn't nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be anything to get Joe out of retirement anyway, but I knew Joe was going to talk show his podcast. Right. And he did for about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. In, in true Joe Budden fashion. Right. So this, the guy that being said, Joe up. started by saying, you know, I don't like the album, whatever. And so he got into the crux of his issue. So he wants to go back and he starts to say when he got signed to Shady. So his thing is, he felt like Eminem didn't promote them as artists. <clears throat> Which him and his compatriots, because the other guys in Slaughterhouse disagree with him on a lot of this stuff. Even Crooked Eyes come on and said, like, we could have did this a different way. You want to do it that way because of how you feel about label, major mm-hmm. labels. Um, That's but whatever the case is, because you, you like doing things your way, 
Um, and once you see certain things a certain way, you don't like it. You just kind of you can you just go your own way. That's the reason why we couldn't handle it a different way than we do do we did. Um, with that being said, MG. Um, so Joe basically said, you know, we weren't promoted. Um, by M and it was like but if you really pay attention to any time any artist that M has ever had who is M ever promoted seriously M doesn't promote artists M is M ain't M don't even tour he's not a promotions guy that's not him that's not what he does the business was always run by Paul and and nobody else not M M has never been that guy Mm -hmm. so anybody who's ever paid attention to M's career should know that going into that situation oh the Rosenberg skits on all the albums y'all should be paying attention that is not M's job M is an artist M Mm -hmm. is not an executive which is the reason why he doesn't run he doesn't run Shady Mm-hmm. So it may his be name his name, but this name is on the checks. His name is on the company, mm-hmm. but M does not run that company. He never has, and that's where and it stops. anybody who's ever paid attention to that shit would know that. Anybody with common sense, I'm not even a fucking artist anymore, and I knew that. So if you Joe Button, who's in the fucking industry, <laughs> you should know that too going into it. Oh, seriously, you should. You should know that. So with that being said, then he says, "Well, I felt like you know we're here." To him, to you know, you know, he was asking questions. He would say certain shit we were getting, like music was music we were getting. Um, music was different, different things like that. And so he just said he didn't feel he didn't feel a certain way about it. Um, and so he said, yeah, he said he took full responsibility. Say I'm the reason why there's no there's never gonna be another slaughterhouse. I'm the reason that slaughterhouse don't exist no more. I'll take full responsibility for that. I commend him for that. Whatever the case may be. So then he got spicy. And he said from there, he said, because he always said, I start with love. And then I end with, you know, with, with the shits. So Uncle that being Joe. said, then he went into his oh, diatribe shit. about how, motherfucker, you come with me with this bullshit. Like, they're going to take, take a lot more than that to get me out of bed. Basically, what he said. And I'm like, I told him, I said, I didn't think that this was that nothing, nothing crazy or anything like that. But just because he said a bunch of names. But he started, and my, my issue, first of all, Cause then he brought up he brought up logic one gym because M said I inspired the blah 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 the logic and he mentioned logic again because he likes to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm like logic is not white, he's fucking half black. Stop trying to focus on the white part. Cause that's your your perpetuating issue he's already brought up, but I digress. Um and so he just wanted to bring it up because I feel like he thinks that he thinks that um now he's trying to, and then he started trying to say some shit in his brain talking about how you feel like and you know maybe on one hand maybe you were the first industry plant or some shit like that mm, all kinds of dumb on, shit son. he starts saying so then he got into his bag about how he felt like M you know he's like I've been better than you this, last, this entire fucking decade he's like uh, you've wrapped a bunch of fucking words he's like I'm a content nigga but you gotta say some shit to me Blah blah blah. What was the last great thing Joe Budden put out? Well, okay, Let's we're not we're not gonna get in this debate about great because I don't care about that. Okay, because I, mean, I actually I mean, listen to Joe's music. I understand I, that, but my thing is, I don't listen to is, hit is music that... or anything like that because all albums, all M's album haven't been great. They haven't. No, and I agree. But I'm not, and so I don't care about how many hit records you've had because no matter how bad Eminem's albums are, they still sold. Right. Right. Still um, but people are still more hit. in tune with M than they are with Joe. That, but lot, that was but just that's the point also I was because making. M is white. That helps him. 
because he gets a lot. He has a bigger fan base in general. People He's don't care the, about Vanilla Ice like they, that, though. Yeah, but M has the M is the <laughs> highest selling hip hop artist of all time. That is true. And he does something you can like, never take a away from him for ever. that. It's not just because he's nice. It's because he's white. white. Yeah. That privilege didn't help him in that regard. I'll be the first to admit that. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge Eminem fan. But let's we be clear, everybody knows it's that because his, he's color, white. his color helped him sell a lot of those records because that's the reason why he was able to become crossover and be pop. Why you think Dre was chopping at the bit to get him signed to Aftermath? Yeah, I know that. Because they didn't want Dre to sign him. I saw the whole, like, before, like, when mm-hmm. he was making the first album, mm-hmm. and they were saying that Dre was making a mistake if he signed Eminem. <laughs> well, look at him now. Yeah. But, yeah, whatever the case may be. And so, so this is what I'll say. When it comes to Joe's um, comment about him being better than him for the last decade. So, my thing with Joe is this, and I love Joe, and I love Joe's music. Joe, I will say, is probably the first... He's the first emo, he's the original emo rapper. Mm-hmm. The shit that Drake does now, Joe invented that shit. Matter of fact, nah, if I'll say is it was Joe, then Cage, if anybody remembers Cage. Nobody remembers Cage. No. Yeah, well, I, I don't. Well for me, more like for me <laughs> listening to a lot of underground stuff, Cage was one of those people that was in there with like Cuddy. And yeah, but this is after Joe was. That's what I'm like, saying. Joe like like after that, that's what I'm saying. Like, like after I started that. listening to Joe in 2000, 2001. Focus came out. Mm. Like I was still working at Best Buy. Matter of fact, that's how me and Cedric, who's voting, that's where we met. We, he worked at me and worked at Best Buy. That's how we met. Mm. And we used to talk about nothing but hip hop back then. Mm-hmm. So it didn't surprise me when he became a manager because it's always thought about was rap. <laughs> like, literally, all we talked about, all we talked about every day was hip hop, and like that was all we talked about every day. So whatever the case may be, um, yeah, back to this. Thing. So my thing is this: as an MC, I get why Joe would feel that way. He also brought the fact that M ain't really ever went to nobody in hip hop really seriously, other than you know his beats with like uh, cannabis, cannabis, Benzino, Benzino, yep, Everlast, and then like that little slight stuff with Ja Rule. Oh yeah. I mean, but that was also kind of part of because of the beef with Fifty Cent. Though, but no, right? he, his point was, who have you ever really battled that's like on my skill level? Right, because everybody he you just mentioned point. off, they're but pretty much nobody. Don't you think nobody. cannabis maybe? No, maybe, no, maybe. no, 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 no. Cannabis no. did not last. Well, yeah, because of that whole like four, three, two, one song. It's not even because of that. It's like cannabis was cannabis had all the momentum in the world off of second round knockout, and that's all he had. Bombed after that. That's all he had. He he had all the momentum in the world. He could have capitalized. It didn't work out. Now, granted, he tried, but it just but wasn't. It just wasn't. He wasn't that kind of artist. Because nah. it's one thing to be a rapper that can battle. Mm-hmm. It's another reason a worst person that can write music. Everybody mm-hmm. can't do it. That's the reason why so many battle rappers. Battle rapping is a niche. Yeah, most battle that's, rappers can't write songs, which is the reason why they're still battle rappers. Mm-hmm. Right. It's that's very that's why rare. you see. That's why you see guys like Hitman, uh, Conceited, Charlie Clips, anybody that's been on the URL in the last decade. 
They've only been able to make mixtapes, but not full blown albums. Because they can't write songs. They can't write songs like that. They just can't. It's they're not the songwriters. It's just it's just a, it's the curse of a battle rapper. Battle rapping is easier for them because there's really no structure to it. Right. Right. When you write a song, you gotta you better you gotta know how to write sixteen bar. Like that's because the thing is, people don't realize how hard it is it's to write a dope hard. sixteen. Mm-hmm. Write a dope like you can write sixteen bars, but can you really say a lot in that sixteen bars and make it dope? Right. And connect with people. That's not easy to do. Because whenever I start writing nowadays, stuff, I write it like an MLA paper. Even <laughs> nowadays, you have cats that they do more than sixteen. Okay. You have a lot of dudes that are doing twenty fours and thirty twos and mm-hmm. shit because it's hard to narrow it down to strong a strong sixteen bars that's going to hit the way you want it to. And that's what gets people listening. Right. And exactly. so that's the thing. So with that being said, I agree to him. I agree with agree him to a point. As far as yes, Joe is a content guy. When, when, when Joe say content, Joe's referring to the shit he talks about. Joe is talking about his life. Mm-hmm. M did that too for a long time, but M gets to a point where his life was different, so he wasn't gonna talk about the same shit. Mm-hmm. Joe, when he was still rapping, was still mad. He was still mad. About M's to not hear mad you. anymore, other than what he did on his album. But even then, he was still talking about. He was just reacting to what people said to him. Tell him. So my thing is this. While I agree that Joe, you know, is more of a content person than M is nowadays, do I think he was better than M? I think he probably made more better music than M for but a while. He, but he's not better than M. I as an MC, I cannot say he's better than M. I'm not gonna ever say that. Nah. I not love Joe. Mm-hmm. But for him to kind of put it out there that he feels like I but I fully expect him to think that he's better. Because as an MC, that's what you're supposed to think. Mm-hmm. No MC worth their saw is gonna think, oh, he's better than me. Okay. He did say before that, you know, before that, I couldn't say that. I couldn't say for sure that I was better than you. But in the last ten years, I can say I'm better. I was better than you. And you know what? I'm for. I'm. I'm okay with that. What I at the same. My, my biggest issue with what Joe said was, um, first and foremost was the. So he made this point about how. He talked about the Stepping Stone song. So on the album, there's a song called Stepping Stone. Mm-hmm. And basically, and basically says, it's like a letter to D12 and basically saying, look, I can't take care of y'all no more as far as I can't carry y'all. Y'all niggas need to do some shit on y'all own. Like, because mm-hmm. it's like, I can do a feature here and I can feature here and I can put y'all on. But y'all gotta move this Y'all gotta move this shit yourself, right? Right. And he's right. But then he points out, he's like, well, nah. Cause he said, "How you gonna mention J name? Tata looks great. B Dot looks great. Them dudes, you know, like these cats is making money. They millionaires. Blah blah blah. You yeah, you put your, yourself in the same uh, your name. Mention his name. I said, here's the thing. You just name a bunch of niggas that's not rappers. Right. Those niggas were given. Those niggas were given opportunity to run businesses. Mm-hmm. That's totally different mm-hmm. than me telling you I can't write your album for you." So the comparison is not the same. That's apples to oranges, sir. Because you can't sit here and tell me, oh, well, because Eminem didn't make D12 rich. He made them niggas rich. What they did with it after that fact? Nice walk. Yeah, nah. Because the thing is, M can't sit here and continually do all y'all, do music with y'all and carry y'all niggas. At some point, y'all have to evolve as artists. Because at this point, he's pretty much beating a dead horse. It's the same thing. He can't, and he's like, I can't keep doing this for y'all. 
Y'all got to move on. Like y'all have home. to at some point involve. It was the same thing with Jay. Jay tried because look, whether Memphis Bleak was rich, but Memphis is rich now because he's running Duce. Mm-hmm. He he is the guy behind. He's, Duce. He Jay called him was like, hey, let's do this business venture together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't hey, let's do this album together. Let's was, do hey, business. Let's do this business, business venture together. Cause because like at Jay. The end of the day, this is the thing that's going to make you that million. I promised you in my will. Because Jay always said, as long as I'm, as long as I'm running things, Bleak still has a job. Right. Like he said, as long as I'm alive, he's 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 going to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. And he put him in a position so he's always going to be a millionaire. Right. That was the point. You can put you, can you find the line <laughs> to be successful. At that point, you can't do it for them. So for Joe to make that that comparison was stupid and it was irresponsible because mm-hmm. it's not the fucking same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not. It's not the fucking same for you to make that comparison. It's very irresponsible. And look, I see the fans going to eat that shit up, but anybody with fucking common sense knows the difference between what you just named because you just named a bunch of business people. Mm-hmm. None of the niggas you name are fucking rappers. Right. Ain't never going to be rappers. I think it's too. Not wasn't a rapper. Ty Ty no fucking rapper. Fucking um, Emory ain't a rapper. Right. None of them niggas are rappers. They're just guys behind the scenes. They're guys who he put in a position to be successful. Emory was in jail when Emory got out of jail. Jay Jay gave him a job, Mm -hmm. and Emory worked his way up, started his own clothing line, and then we got paper playing. Mm Mm-hmm. Where's where's the hat at? Where's the hat at? It's over there somewhere. Yeah, see? But, like, that's what happened. Don't try to compare Eminem bringing D12 with him and, and making them famous with him trying to put people in position to be successful. And it could man. be because he's stuck in his ways, even though, like, Joe, he, he came back from... Because wasn't he battling, like, a drug addiction? Still is. He, he's always, he's still, he's always going to be a thing because... But it was something that he dropped battled all his life because his parents are both drug addicts, too. Right. And I mean, but, no, he was just... But it was more so just the whole arrogance of him trying to point out, because it was like he was trying to diminish M by giving Jay Z credit, which you don't have to do that. Right. No. We know who Jay is. We know Jay is accomplished. But if you're going to do that, I need you to use a better example. Because mm-hmm. I love Jay and I love M. I don't compare those two when it comes to business because two different people. Right. M's not that person. Paul always ran everything. Jay is a genius when it comes to business. Mm-hmm. Jay is a hustler. You're right. Jay as is the person he stated on everything. I'm a businessman. Business man. <laughs> that that's that nigga. M ain't never claimed to be that person. Right. M, M is the workhorse. M is the Paul person. Paul is going the guy who Paul is the guy story. that has always ran everything for him. Mm-hmm. So it still does. you can't compare what M has done for people to what Jay has done for people. Because M is not a hands-on guy. Right. Just right. like he wasn't hands-on with you as an artist. That's not him. Mm-hmm. That's just not him. He's never been that person. Anybody that knows knows better, knows the industry, knows that you should have known that. So I don't know how you expect it differently from him because you were there. He probably could be bitter because he's not where he thought he would be. Joe is, Joe is, Joe Joe is, is always going to be bitter about something. Joe is bitter about labels. But Joe is fine. Joe just got a million dollar, however many millions from Spotify. He gonna he be all fucking, right. A show on Revolt. Joe is fine. He gonna be all right. Joe is fine. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna limit it to that. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is, Joe is very angry when it comes to major. He don't like major labels in general. Mm-hmm. They that's what, that's why. Like, like Crook said, Crook was like, 
man, we could have did shit a different way. We could have knocked them albums out real quick and been off our of contract doing what the fuck you want by now. That was four, five years ago. Mm-hmm. We could have knocked them three albums out, however many albums we had, put them shits out, got whatever we got from them and moved on. We could have been doing what the fuck you want by now. Mm-hmm. That's all we had to do was just put the music out. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to do that. Put the music out. Whether you like it or not, this, at least we can do this way and then we don't want to be free to do what the fuck you want. Right. You could do the way he's like, because he's like, look, Yellow Wolf's still over there. He done his albums. He probably had his issues, but guess what? He can get his three, three albums in now. Mm-hmm. Whatever, he still has his fan base and he's doing what the fuck you want. M is never going to be that hands-on guy, so the fact that you expected that, you should know better. Um, you know what you signed up for. You 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 are smart enough to know how certain people move. Shit, Jay stopped being hands-on with his artists after Bleak because when he was so hands-on with Bleak, this shit didn't work. People felt like you were trying to force Bleak onto people. Mm-hmm. Calling him the second coming, he was gonna be the guy to take your spot when you retire. Niggas is like, this nigga, <laughs> this little nigga. You had two straight intros on your album when you was trying to make us um, bleed that nigga. This nigga bleak. And he was gonna be that guy right. coming of age one, coming nigga, of age no. two. <laughs> like nobody Memphis. bought that shit. A guy named Memphis. Memphis, mm-hmm. the only singles that he ever had that was a hit, he was on. That was his actual shit. Yep. That was originally your song. You gave it to him, had him put a verse on it, basically. So <laughs> you can't sit here. Jay was not hands on with J Cole. He was he was purposely not hands on with J Cole. Yep. Right. He let J Cole do it, develop on his own, do his own shit. If J Cole asked for advice, he would give it to him, and that was it. Yep. But other than that, he was very hands off with J Cole, and it helped J Cole develop more as an artist because of it. Right. Because he knew, like, if I do it the other way, it's not. I'm not going to allow him to develop and grow as an and artist. And he won't be himself. Right. I need him to be himself and find his own way, and it worked. So it worked Jay tremendous. learned that every artist. So at some point, the artist has to be self-sufficient to a point. Mm-hmm. Now, if you had issues with the label changing songs, things like that, again, M is not that person. He's just not. I, you, I mean, you can talk to Ball and whoever, but you got to also understand what contract you signed, bro. Mm-hmm. Yep. You need to know where you're going. For Royce, it's probably beneficial because Royce is M's boy. And the other cats understood what it was. You the only one that seemed to have a problem. And you you shut down and did it your way. And you said, I'm going to be an ass about it. And so be it. And mm-hmm. then you know what? You got the treatment you got. You got the response you got. But I'm not gonna let you sit here and try to try to go back and do this deep dive on questioning M's legacy in in, in hip hop because of that. Then the other thing they brought up was how why does M keep trying to have to feel like he has to prove himself? You are you are already a legend. I said you don't seem to understand. You said well you know I wish Jay Z would come out here and had to prove himself. Like he had to prove himself. I said Jay Z don't because you know why Jay Z is black. Mm-hmm. Right. Eminem's still a white rapper. Mm-hmm. And you know the first thing people do. To discredit M's legacy, you white. He's white. That's the only reason he's the highest selling artist. That's the reason why this, this, and this. So when you are constantly feeling that because you, you love this culture, you love this culture. You're of this culture. You have to. But you're keep constantly that you have can to do prove it. Right. that I belong here yep. because people are constantly bringing up the fact that you're white yep. to show that you don't. 
And so when you do, then when that's the case, yes, I understand why he feels like I got to prove myself every time I come out because you motherfuckers keep telling me, oh, no, you don't belong here because you're white. Yeah, that's not the way this shit works. But she don't seem to, he doesn't seem to understand that. But again, that's that problem is that people don't like to see things from other people's point of view because they always see it from their, their 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 lens and they never say, OK, but what about what's going on from your vantage point? My vantage point is this. I This is the roadblock I have in front of me. And you can tell me it's easy to just to handle that, but it's not. Same thing and for that, somebody that's always in their head, you should know that. Same thing that Beno kind of touches on in some songs. Yeah. Like he's he's you know he's the one kid that and talks white. And even admit <laughs> artists by nature are insecure. Yeah. They just are. Yeah. They're always questioning whether it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Artists, we, we all know, are. You know, we we're all are. Worst, we're all our worst critics. Same. We're our own worst critics. Very. No matter how successful you are, you are always going to think I can do better. Is things. it really good? Is that good yeah. enough? Can it be better? What can I do? And you know, you know from. I mean, because all we put ourselves <laughs> out there for the world to either love us or hate us, and either way it goes, somebody's gonna love it, somebody's gonna hate it. And that's and that's the way. That's just the challenge you face as artists. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like it was very his his response to M was very limited in view, and it was, it was Joe being loud and obnoxious, and his friends agreeing with and everything bitter. I said, which is what they well, do. Well, that's what's bitter. It's just like Joe being Joe. Right, but it was yeah. just like, dude, really? The shit you was giving, the reasons you were giving me was just like, seriously? That, that's a far ass. Look, if you felt like, like I said, if you felt like you better than M, but then you said at the end that, hey, like, diss me when it's not part of your rollout, some bullshit like that, then I'll kick your ass. Like, you know, I would love to see it. I don't think M is going to respond because I don't think M cares. Right. M just wanted to get that off his chest, but whatever. Because my thing is this I don't care if you have a critique. Of my our album, but if you continually every chance you get tell everybody it's trash, I'm gonna feel a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're about to call my shit trash. I call her trash all the time. She don't like it. Who is she? You Ashley. You talking to the ghost? Clearly, I'm only talking about you, white ass. Uh-uh. <laughs> Again, half white. You still white nigga. He's a hater. Damn, this 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 is a good ass tea. This camera man here. Alright, so the last thing, and so this is kind of the last topic, and it was actually part of this whole beef thing. Again. So the other thing we didn't talk about. So in the midst of all this this beef stuff with M and Joe and MJK, MGK apparently was beefing with G Easy. Yeah. Uh, so this is actually was started off that same day. So that night M dropped the album on Thursday night. G Easy came with the, the counterpart. No. Apparently, Flunk Flesh dropped a freestyle featuring MGK. Mm-hmm. And during the freestyle, MGK basically dissed g Easy, saying, I don't care about g Easy, blah, 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 something like that. And then he said, basically, I fucked your bitch, which is Halsey, if anybody doesn't know who g Easy's girl is. You know. Uh, now, from what I was told two I months ago, they broke up. Yep. But apparently, they back together. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever the case may be, he basically said, you know, you dyed your hair to look like me. It's fucking crazy. Because if you notice, Jeezy's hair is blonde now. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 whatever. So apparently, MGK is claiming he fucked Halsey. So that same day, Jeezy dropped a response. This mm-hmm. MGK. And this, 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 uh, this track has no name. Does it? It's called Bad Man. Oh, yeah, Bad, bad Boy. Guy. Yeah, it's bad called Bad Boy. Bad Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, now, now I've heard I've heard the uh, G Easy response before I heard uh, MGK. Okay. So I'm actually going backwards on this. Okay. But yeah, it was um, it was interesting. Yeah, to say the least. I mean, I mean, I like, it's, it's tip, I'm a, I'm a, it's, like if we're talking about musically, I, I'm I'm way a bigger fan of G Easy than I am MGK. Because because this response to me is you know it's typical G Easy flow. Like it's something you would expect from G Easy. Maybe not this track, but it's something you would uh, expect from G Easy, being you know the kind of guy he is. Mm-hmm. So this one, he's pretty much saying, you know, who's checking for you? Mm-hmm. Nobody was checking for you until this point. You just had some some craziness to say on Flex, and that's the only kind of praise you got. Other than that, you you wasn't even on the map. Puff don't want nothing to do with you. Basically, you just you just an afterthought. It's, Which I don't know if that's the case, but I, I, it's. it's and, you know, I'm just paraphrasing the whole. Oh you know yeah, I know, but yeah, and like I said, I like G Easy better. Yeah, than I like MGK because as an artist, yeah, he he makes better music. Um, and it's fine. I mean, don't get me wrong, MGK was cool for his time, but, but MGK G-Eazy, was like when that turn up shit was really, really, really right. High. Right, he came. At, he, he came he, at the time where uh, you know the turn up turn up music was a niche. He went up. He he went the way of like Waka Flocka. Exactly. <laughs> His wild wild boy was you know right done. So, but as far as G Easy goes, you know musically he's, you know he's very, he's very Bay Area. I mean he's not you know. He's oh, not that was the other thing. So um, somebody was oh that was the other thing. So this whole white rapper thing and it's actually Ken came on because I made a comment or posted something about. How who cares? All these white rappers tripping, blah blah blah. Like I don't even like G. Like who the hell is G Easy? Blah blah blah. Or something like that. Or something like that. Somebody said G Easy is fake because apparently, supposedly, his father paid for his studio time. Who cares? Right. First of all, who cares? Who cares? Who who got studio time? Because guess what? If I wanted studio time, if I was a kid, when when I was a teenager, if I wanted studio time, I'm gonna ask my dad for money. If he had it, best believe you, pay for it. So for what? Like just cause uh, you mad cause he had parents that supported him. You gotta get like, it. How you that? How you that? That's petty. That's petty. I said, um, oh, you got parents I that said, love you. So I, I said, like I said, I said, you, I said Beyonce's dad quit a high paying job at Xerox to pursue to, his daughter's dream. Help them manage his daughters in her group. And, and pay for all that shit. Well, Beyonce ain't white. I said this is the real issue. Uh, you don't worry about. My thing is this: apples and oranges. G, mm-hmm. You know why I respect G Easy because he got cats. He got like the royalty of the Bay Area too short and fucking E forty. E forty. That who's back, done you know? tons of songs Matt together. Ray, like these are the cats that people in Stop. the Bay Area look up to. <laughs> Mr. Fab, like these cats. They'll tell you like G Easy been G-E. on his shit. Yeah. They respect him. That's their little brother. Yeah. So if those cats co-sign him, <laughs> what the fuck do you think I'ma question that nigga for? Exactly. Those niggas would know better than I would. Now wouldn't they? And if Forty Water gives you the stamp, you saying something. Right, because 40. Forty don't just talk about anybody. Nah. He's a- don't you know like So that was Stop my that. thing. It's like Stop people that. just like I get you wanna stop that. You wanna talk about the whole white rapper thing? That's fine, but don't like get your shit together. Get your and that's fine. I'm good though. Get like, your chips I'm good on up, these player. Um, we're good, love and joy. But with that being said, that's the only last thing I got to talk about. 
Um, you got anything you have white breed person? Ashley K A Y G A S K A Y G A where where's where's the G A going? I'm just gonna say, uh take care of yourselves. It's okay to put yourself first. Ignore the naysayers. Including the haters that's in front of me. Fucking whack. You wasn't with me while I was shooting in the gym, so when I win my first Oscar, don't be like, oh yeah. Angela, I drove you I'm to be a better you. actress. Ha! I helped you develop your character. Ha! Lies. I helped you. Sir, I went to Saginaw I Valley helped. State University where I studied. No one knows acting. what school that is. Uh, people will know. So what are you talking? No about? one. Knows I'm sorry, what. Michigan State, but U of M is better than Michigan State. No, uh-huh. yes, no they one are. knows what Saginaw Valley State. Yeah, but why is. Michigan State got all them uh, sex allegations pinned against them because of Larry Nassar? Hmm? I mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. have anything mm-hmm. to do with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, you went to the school. That's nothing to do with that. Wolverines. I never even saw the blue. Team. Blue is better. Let's be clear. You of him is at plenty of scandals before, so let's be clear. Not recently, but go blue. I just like rubbing it in. I don't know how it's even. It has nothing to. My thing is, I asked about Saginaw Valley State. Irrelevant. Well, he trying to come from my college, so I had to go back and clap. clap back. She used another school to try to. The school that you went to. So what? But you tried. You said nobody knows. Third party school. So you just, so you just downplay you, uh, because your school is not ex- nobody knows what it is. People actually do within the past people several years. People Saginaw. would know, would know, not at all. People in Michigan, there are like maybe no, ten people. Saginaw is actually Saginaw. growing. Within Saginaw the past is several a years. fucking hole in the wall. And Michigan State is losing credibility by the day. It really the, 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 That's why everybody's quitting. The, Coach Chisel is no longer one to be a part of it. I don't care about Thank that. You. I was never first. And let's, good night. Let's let's make this first of all fucking my third choice for a school. Let's oh, there. oh now all of a sudden that was no, your third was, choice. Was always, was, so what was your first choice? Give me North your first Carolina. choice. North Carolina. I'm a North Carolina fan, diehard all my life. Because of Jordan? <laughs> Not even because <laughs> of that. That was part of it when I was first growing okay. up. And as I grew up, like, I actually just loved North Carolina. Like, that's why I wanted to go to school. Okay. What was your second choice? Actually, it was U of M. But mm. they wanted me to start in the summer, and I was doing shit that summer. So I said, nah. That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> let's be clear. I rooted against Michigan State, but now I just like trolling U of M fans because U of M fans are annoying. Um, I'm not the hugest Michigan State fan. I will root for them because I went there. Uh-huh. But North Carolina is going to always be my, my, my top. I will root against, for them against anybody. Michigan State will be second, especially when it comes to like Michigan fans because I just like fucking torturing them. Mm-hmm. Because they're so fucking annoying. You just have a soul of torture. No, it's not. U of M fans are annoying. Most U of M fans couldn't even. But everything annoys you. No, it's not. Most U of M fans couldn't get accepted to U of M. Uh, Okay. Most U of M fans probably never even been on campus. Right. Most U of M fans haven't left the city of Detroit. Uh, Little brother. Except for the white people. Eh. I don't know. Like none of these people know why they're U of M fans. They just said, oh, somebody said we should watch U of M. Let's watch them. <laughs> Fuck U of M. Well, they also got two other locations, one in Dearborn and one in Flint. We're talking about the only one that matters where the actual games are played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ann Arbor. 
We know that. But I just think you like torturing people too. Little brother. I don't like torturing people. Yes, you do. It's easy. I don't have to like it. Is it easy? easy? Why? 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 Why you want to waste your time torturing people? I don't people? have to. It don't take no effort. It, it, but it really see, doesn't. It takes no effort at all. But can't you I put your really effort towards For him to torture people is just like breathing. It really doesn't. It really is just like talking. Talking doesn't take effort. I can talk in my sleep. No, technically it could. It doesn't because you can talk in your sleep. So if it took effort, you wouldn't be able to do that. Sometimes. No. It depends on how your brain works. Breathing doesn't take effort. You can do it naturally. See? Don't end up. That took effort. Me. You know what? Me putting up with you most times takes a lot of effort. You. Just the reason why I have gray hair in my beard. Because of your fucking ass. I want to kill myself because of you. Do not. Do not. Do not. Do not. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is down way down. That could be edited out. I'm not editing shit. Just don't say no shit like that ever again. I'll fuck you up. What do you mean? I don't, I'm, not, I'm not doing any more editing. That shit takes too long to do. I'm not. I thought doing. he was the editor. No, I just showed you three times. I don't edit shit. Oh my! I don't edit all this shit. I just talk my shit and leave. <laughs> yeah. I talk my shit. I get my mic, start lemonade, and I take my piss and go. Anywho. Whatever the case may be. With that being said, you got anything, Wade? Uh, the nun was trash, but that's here or there. Um. I don't really have much to say. Uh, peace and prosperity to um, everyone. All right. With that being said. Oh, but he can do it, but I can't. Okay, great. What? I actually tolerate him. I don't like you. Um, I've never liked you. Follow the podcast, Down With The King Podcast on IG. Also, DWTK Pod on on Twitter. Um, you can always catch the podcast on... SoundCloud. SoundCloud on... Follow iTunes page, Instagram, and Google Play. blah, blah, blah. We are actually yes. going to be, we're working on Spotify. So maybe by ne- next month, you may and may actually find it there. Mm-hmm. You never know. Mm-hmm. Might be some shit going on. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case may be. You never know. Um, with that being said, I am your host, Dom Will K, the motherfucking king. Dom Will. And the homie C-Wade. <laughs> and his trick name, Ashley. Stop with the name calling. I'm gonna need my respect. R e s p i c t. Yes, and I spelled it the way Al Shark. I c t. Yes. Did you? You didn't see the video. Yes, he did. I I didn't have time to watch the three weeks. I would rather him say put some respect on my name. It's Al Shark. Oh, also, also, shouts to Calvin Kaepernick. Shouts to Nike. Shouts to Nike, man. Yep. Buy Nikes. Yo, they understand for the culture. Yo, if y'all got any, if y'all got any freedom friendly Nikes, if y'all got any Nikes, oh, that was funny. Somebody on my status said, "Oh no, that that that's that's all a part of the plan. He's being used as a pawn so that all the black people can't. That's because niggas don't like good things to happen. Yeah, no, this is the same dude that supports Bill Cosby and thinks that all the people that came out against him were just fucking stupid. Well, fuck him. I know. Fuck his life. Send me all your Nikes, preferably uh, Jordan ones and Dunks. I know he wears Jordans too, by the way. Whatever the case may be, well, he'll he'll be dumb because he'll probably say, "Well, Jordan ain't Nike." I said, "No fucking Jordan brand is under Nike." You dumb fuck. Yeah. Money. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever the case may be. Money back. That being said, episode eleven. Signing off. We out. And we out this bitch. <laughs> <laughs>